the advantage of a big system is if you make small steps, yeah. you can have a really big impact. Today's guest is Erwin Dito, VP Global Brand Leadership at McDonald's. This is CMO Talk, the podcast. Marketing discussed at the highest level. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe. My name is Klaas Weima, professional marketer, founder of Agency Energize and podcaster since 2008. In this monthly show, we unravel the secrets of world's marketing giants. Today's guest is Erin Dito, VP Global Brand Leadership at McDonald's. Erin has been with the company since 2015 and previously he built an impressive career uh, as marketing leader and also commercial leader at fast-moving giants AB, InBev and Mars. There's probably not a single listener who doesn't know the brand McDonald's. The iconic brand with the golden arches has been in the top 10 uh, most valuable companies for years. However, the list is increasingly dominated by tech companies, Microsoft, Meta, Google. What does that mean for McDonald's future? Will they be able to keep their position as one of the top brands in the world? Uh, we'll talk about future-proofing your brand and how McDonald's get this done will be fully explained by Erwin himself. Erwin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great. Great that I can be here this afternoon. It's great really to have great. you here. As mentioned in the intro, tech companies are on the rise and they are rising fast. In the Interbrand Top 10, McDonald's is competing with Apple, Amazon, Microsoft and Google, just to name a few. Is it a matter of time before the whole Top 10 is made out of uh, tech companies? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, uh, but but it's indeed impressive how if you see these companies rise, I mean, especially you see that dynamic list, you know, uh, on the web. I think uh, the fact that we are still there mm-hmm. in that top 10 is is really great. And indeed, I think the top four, top five are tech companies. And I hope the rest of the 10 will not be filled by uh, by tech companies. What's the, What's the magic? What keeps you there? I think it's about the theme, right? Uh, future-proofing uh, your brand, the, the theme of today. It's not about being in that top 10, but actually what it represents. Um, and it represents that you're still very relevant for your for your customers. Yeah. And and we now serve about 70 million customers a day. They come to our restaurant and, and apparently, you know, we are still very relevant. Yeah. Uh, but we're not the same anymore. Right. So being there and staying there is about adapting to your environment. Mm. Yeah, and staying relevant, innovate. Staying relevant, innovate, but also stick to your core and know what your role is uh, in society for your customers and, and do that very well. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think that's that's what it represents. Nice. And that's also why it's important to us yeah. to be there. One step back. Um, you are now uh, serve as the... A VP Global Brand Leadership, and previously you were responsible uh, as CEO for um, uh, the McDonald's in the Netherlands. Yes. Um, can you clarify a little bit about your new role, serving at the, the global head of, of brand? Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, so basically this role has been newly created mm. um, last year, and so I'm building up a team. It was in, Before that, it was more, let's say, fragmented at a, at a global level. But we realize that, well, being a global brand, you know, you can be that in two ways, basically. You can, let's say, I think we invented 
in the marketing books, the Think Global, Act, act Local yeah. uh, way of marketing, right? And that is very closely related to McDonald's DNA. Mm-hmm. Our countries are very strong and there's a lot of empowerment of doing marketing in the, in the countries. Yeah. Uh, guided by, let's call it, say, the, the strong brand, uh, our golden arches. Yeah. But we realize as well that, you know, being a true global brand, there's also this dimension of uh, thinking global and acting global. Mm-hmm. Some things you just better can do together or yeah. you can only do together. Yeah. And, and like, that's, can you give an example? Well, like, like, like for instance, big sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do them on your own, yeah. but you can do them together. Yeah cooperating with worldwide celebrities mm. well for for individual countries hard yeah but for for let's say uh, all of us together uh, doable driving uh, the sustainability agenda the, driving the net zero the, driving the, the sustainability yeah. agenda um mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. um well you mentioned it the metaverse yeah. it's not a space with borders right you mm-hmm. know it's a space yeah. without borders so yeah. we see our customer moving more and more around the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, many of the, let's say, customer groups are not bounded anymore by borders. They do not gather uh, because of proximity, yeah. but they gather because of uh, shared passion points, mm-hmm. which are borderless. Yeah. And so we need to build that muscle uh, actually to act at a, at a global level much more than we did before. before. And, and you're heading that those global projects uh, in terms of brands? Uh, yes, exactly. So, uh, so everything which touches the brand on a global scale. Yeah. So my your team. yeah, my team consists basically uh, of two legs, mm-hmm. and and that's based on the strategy that we developed. So there's one leg, which we call market empowerment. Yeah. Basically, we help markets to do the best marketing possible at a local level, yeah. but benefiting from the fact that we are a global brand. So that means. You share and you scale best practices. You yeah. have shared tools. You do development of marketers. You share talent mm-hmm. uh, with each other. So that that is what we call market empowerment. The other side, the other leg of my team is what we call the power of one. So being actually, of let's say, benefiting from the maximum power we have at, at let's say, when we join up together. Yeah. And so that's basically the simple structure of my team. And also... Well, a clear mission for both of them, right? Um, and I think that will further future-proof our brand. Nice. McDonald's is also heavily investing in new digital uh, channels. You, you mentioned briefly the metaverse, for example. Are you, is McDonald's transforming to a tech company as well? Well, I think the, the answer is yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because technology is crucial to optimize your customer experience. Mm-hmm. So we are basically now... Um, let's say at, at a global level, part of a big customer experience pillar. And, and we're taking down, let's say, the walls between operations, tech, uh, CRM, media, marketing to actually come to the best customer experience possible. And we, we divide that in, let's say, a seamless and a memorable customer experience. If you are McDonald's, the core of your business is about let's say, easy, delicious moments, making them easy for everyone. Yeah. And, and um, well, that's, um, that's what we do. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not only about the delicious moments, it's also about feel good. Yeah. So that's what, we, what we're combining. Um, memorability 
and uh, seamlessness. You also mentioned in your intro uh, uh, briefly that the restaurants have changed over the years. Yeah. Well, obviously, we can see many changes. If you if you Google back the, the old photos of the restaurants, if you compare them to now with all the digital counters. And well, what are the main differences if you if you compare them from the, to the past? Well, um, I think there is basically the, the perspective has flipped, mm. uh, which means that so maybe 40, 50 years uh, ago, you had a sign that said order here. So come yeah. in and you yeah. can order here and only order here. Yeah. Uh, although McDonald's, of course, invi- invented the drive lane. Yeah. Uh, but now it's basically order anywhere. Mm. We try to... Uh, get our product to where the consumer wants it to consume or to get. And there are, let's say, I think we we went from maybe two or three channels to to almost 15 channels now, if you combine it with also the devices through which uh, consumers can order. Yeah, also from home, eh, with the partnership yeah, order, with your seat. Order from home uh, yeah. via uh, apps from, from our partners. Yeah. It's via the kiosk. It's yeah. in the drive. There, there is um, already uh, ordering on demand and get it yourself yeah. at the counter. So there are so many combinations uh, that actually can exist where, yeah. where customers order. Um, no, and, and that's why you need technology for it, to, yeah. to be able to deliver on your promise with, so, with such an added complexity. Because mm. you can imagine you know, if, you, if you have a kitchen... And you have only one way out of the yeah. products. Yeah. That's much easier than if you have 15 ways out. Yeah. And you need to time them. You need to sequence them. Exactly. And the right order needs to go to the right customer. You need technology to do that. So, yeah. Will you be able to order in the metaverse soon? Uh, well, it's, it's no secret. We, we trademarked two or three months ago, uh, basically, uh, a restaurant in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was a huge spike in, in, in the U.S., especially in, in the press. And everybody's saying, hey, uh, McDonald's is going to bring a restaurant to the metaverse. Yeah. Uh, we did it just, uh, you know, in case. Um, yeah. I think what we're trying to define is what is our best role yeah. in, in, in such a space? You know, in the end, um, as with all channels, you want to be where your customer is. Yeah. Um, and and you want to connect with your customer in in their space, yeah. and you want to be relevant in their space. And if that's you know ordering in the metaverse, well, then probably it will. But you cannot eat it in the no, metaverse, no, of course, obviously, not yet, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. But the good thing about the, the the position you hold right now is that uh, marketing at a global, true global scale, that you have the impact of one, as you say, uh, as you say it, uh, that you can also experiment and and test and see if actually building a prototype in the metaverse would, would, would work. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that is, let's say, crucial to progress, mm. probably. You know, if especially if you look at such a space, it's still in, uh, you know, in its early, you know, in a very early stage, stage yeah. as uh, to, if you, if you compare it to what it can be in the future. Yeah. So now is the time to experiment yeah. um, and don't be nervous about failing or uh, also not to be nervous about being too late at this moment. Mm. There will still be happening a lot and there will be a lot of opportunities. Um, but, you know, I think you need to well tip your toe yeah. in the water. Do you, right? do, you, do you believe in the benefits as a marketer? Well, I believe in Web 3.0. Yeah. And Web 3.0 is basically a technology 
well, call it the next internet or the next phase of the internet. And I think you need to be prepared for that. Mm. And how it's going to look like, I don't know. Which uh, is, uh, how would you define for the for the listeners web, web 3.0? I know web 2.0, which was social, right? The web of engagement. But how do you yeah, define well, actually, web, web 3? I, I think you can really take part of it, right? Mm. It's, mm. It's, it's almost also... Where, where Web 2.0 was two-dimensional, yeah. this is three-dimensional. It's immersive. It's, it's yeah. It's immersive. The web is surrounding you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and 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 for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity yet to put, um, you know, uh, your your VR glasses on yeah. and just experience it, yeah. I would really uh, recommend to do it once yeah. because then you start to get it what it is and how basically distance is not playing yeah. a role anymore. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and I think that's that's fascinating and and probably in 10 years from now we will laugh about let's say how the how the glasses look and how yeah. clunky it was at yeah. our time now yeah. yeah but but that it's going somewhere definitely yeah interesting in in cmo talk we always ask our guests a couple of statements and uh, here comes the first one for you brand equity should be part of the balance sheet yeah well i'm not such an accountant but it basically is right. I mean, it is it is one of your intangible assets. Well, a strong brand is actually uh, demonstrates the power to connect to your consumers also in the future, mm-hmm. um, and and that's also why it's so important. And the strong brand, well, simply let's say recruits more customers than it loses, right? Because yeah. the, all, customers always come and go, yeah. and if your brand is growing and actually is able to connect to the new generations and recruit new customers, I think then you're a strong brand and that means that you have a future. Mm -hmm. And then basically that comes back to the the start of this conversation, right, about Mm. being in the top 10 worldwide. Uh, If you want to stay there, you need to recruit more customers, then you lose. How do you actually accurately measure brand value? Uh, How do you do that at McDonald's? Yeah, well... So we don't do that in dollars or euros. Mm. Uh, we look at consumer KPIs. So we basically look at drivers yeah. and result uh, KPIs in which you know which we move, yeah. which we try to move the needle with. Mm-hmm. And if we break down, so we want to reach brand advocacy, uh, mm. and we break that down for our brand in in four. We say basically uh, the, the the main drivers are value and ease. Uh, mm. The second one is food and especially food quality. The third one is brand trust. Mm. And the fourth one is brand affinity. And those four dimensions is basically the breakdown of what we call brand advocacy. And you can build a strategy on those drivers, right? You can see where in every country you can see where the gap sits, where the headspace sits, to in which target we do well or do less well. Yeah. And then you can build build a plan to that. Yeah. What's what's actually the correlation between brand value and future proving your brand? How do they work together, or do they work together? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's about for me. It's about brand growth, mm. uh, and well, not per se because you want to be as big as possible, but it's because you want to be a healthy brand. And if you if the number of customers grows. Uh, you are probably a healthy brand and you're doing something right. Mm. So this perspective of, let's say, a growing brand with and, and gaining more customers or less customers that do not come to you within a year is actually, uh, you know, the future value of your brand. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I, I believe very much in that paradigm to 
you know, we are a mass brand. We need to reach everyone. We need to understand in what segments, you know, the mass is divided in to properly target them. But we cannot rule out uh, certain segments. Yes. We need to target them all. Yes. Don't want to miss an episode of CMO Talk? Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or on cmotalk.global. Are you ready for statement number two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Innovation is essential when future-proofing your brand. Yes. I think uh, you cannot say no to that. I think it's uh, it depends a lot on... So from, I believe a lot in evolution, mm. which doesn't mean that you only do small innovations, uh, but it is about continuously working to make the experience better and continuously being uh, in touch with your customers. So... Mm really having your eyes wide open to what is happening in the context around you is is crucial and, and but it's one of the it sounds simple but you know I, I've been myself in the market your head down uh, working to the next deadline and it's so easily skipped out of your agenda that day yeah. out there or yeah. that that convention here or that reading that book mm. there but doing that I mean great ideas come to connected people yeah and so you need to be connected. Hmm. How, how did you do that in, in, in your role, in your previous role? Um, you can create a base, a culture, uh, which is customer-led. And which means that you never put a product on your shelf, call it a shelf, yeah. or in your restaurant that hasn't been researched at con- consumers. Hmm. Do your day... Do, do your yearly concept testing round, do your yearly uh, brainstorming, do your yearly, um, you know, market round with all the marketers or better with multiple departments to go out there and organize it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's crucial yeah. just to, to keep your eyes open. And and it is about, it is very much about culture. Yeah. What, what are the main insights about the Gen Y and Gen Z considering future-proofing your brand? Yeah, so when we look at uh, the next generations, we look very much to Gen Z indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, we are a family brand, which means the children of the families now are Gen Alpha already. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so, but... And Alpha is between... Or yeah, so they're 10, now, right? yeah, 10, so they're now about 10, 12 yes. maximum. Yes, yes. So I think, th- th- interestingly, Gen Z is really a different generation Mm. and probably everyone says this about the next generation but what we find is we've done you know global gen z research this this generation is the most similar generation up to now Mm. so across the world so they're more similar than different of course it has to do with the connectedness of this generation they look definitely very holistically to brands so they have expectations to brands that are much more than delivering the product alone mm. or uh, going for profit alone. They expect you to do more than that. And especially it's what we call, it's not only about doing things right, yeah. but also doing the right things. Yeah. And and those two dimensions are really important. Mm. And if you look at that doing the right things, they look at this from a lens of a me-we world. Mm. Which is so? What does it? What do you do for me? Which is relevant? Which is more than your product alone? Yeah. What do you do for we? Read yeah. us, yeah. the community, yeah. and what do you do for the world? Yeah. 
and and you need to fill in those three dimensions for this mm-hmm. target group mm-hmm. to be really relevant for them and to connect them uh, with them at the right level. Do you foresee that McDonald's would ever become a B Corp? I do not foresee that. Let's say not at the short term. Mm. I think we are, so we, our agenda driving the, the ESG agenda is a very heavy focus for mm. us. So we, our purpose, so we basically have a purpose and a mission so as, yeah. m- as many companies have. So our purpose is feed and foster communities. Mm-hmm. And our mission is making delicious feel good moments easy for everyone. That's what we let's say, provide to our customers, let's say, in the here and now. Let's say in our bigger purpose, it's very much about, again, that me, we world perspective. Yeah. You know, what do we deliver to the communities? And what? how do we actually become net zero 2050? Yes. And, you know, how do we develop agriculture towards the future? So for us, it's not about being a B Corp, but it is very much about driving the sustainability agenda. Yeah. And and for us, uh, you know, energy is a big source because we heat and we cool yeah. in our restaurants, and of course, meat is a big is a is yeah. a big. Uh, in twenty fifty, uh, is that not a little bit late? Late, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so I would say, uh, uh, well, my personal preference, I, th- I think everyone's personal preference would be to go earlier yeah. than that. On the other hand, I think you should also be realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can go faster you should go faster. Yeah. So we, at a, at a global level, we have committed to 2050 now. We already have some countries that commit to 2040, like yeah. the UK. Yeah. So if you have the plan in place, if you understand what to do and to how to get there, I think you can go faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. But you involve many cocks in the radar, right? It's a big system. It's a, uh, it's a big system. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. the, advan- the advance of a big system is if you make small steps, yeah. you can have a really big impact. And that's, that's also how we look at it. You know, we are, as some countries say, big enough to make a difference. Mm. Or uh, if we change a little, we change a lot. And so that is the positive and the negative, you know, a big ship turns slowly. Right. But if it turns, it really, yeah. you know, moves a impact. lot of... Yeah. Water, yeah. 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 Um, what is your favorite example in future-proofing your brand? Well, I'm myself a big fan, and, and the Dutch market was one of the, let's say, the the markets that went the the, the earliest or the fastest, yeah. the first, yeah. uh, with, with uh, the whole vegetarian agenda. Um, so we are now developing a Mac plant at a, at a global level, which is our plant-based plant-based alternative mm-hmm. and that sounds easy but bringing it in a in a kitchen as yeah. a separate stream yeah. is a bit hard yeah. uh, especially when you try to be early in the let's say on the curve yeah. so yeah. Yeah. our system works very well with high rotating products mm-hmm. and so mac, mac plant or vegetarian is not everywhere yet at that level yeah. and so that that tipping point uh, the classic tipping point has been reached sometimes at a national level already, yeah. Yeah. but then within a, a nation, in some areas, much they're much much more advanced than yeah. in other areas. Yeah. So let's say it's let's say this whole driving this whole agenda mm-hmm. is, I think, one one big pillar of future proofing your brand because yeah. it's you know it's coming our way, right? So yeah. and better so. So it's uh, I think this will definitely be a, a big move also globally. Uh, to drive further. Yeah. 
please share a, a recent example from the past where an innovation didn't turn out as expected. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's a bit of a law, right, that an innovation never turns out as, as expected, either it's better or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> the worst ones, please. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, you try to prevent that yeah, by yeah. doing uh, by, uh, good research yeah, yeah. and 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 you know or testing or whatever. But yeah, definitely, you know, you know I, when I was here in uh, the Netherlands, I, I think that was a, uh, let's say a, a, a good example. We try to do so. Th- this was. 2016, 17, it was still hipster at the time, you know. We introduced premium burgers also because all the burger bars were coming, etc. But you also had this product that was really popular at, um, let's say, at uh, at festivals, the pulled pork. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it, but it was also a bit the domain of hipsters. Yes. Uh, and that is not necessarily the same domain as where McDonald's sits. Um, but we wanted to progress and, and introduce this uh, this product. Uh, but you know, in the end, it brought a lot of complexity. Mm. It didn't sit in our DNA to do that. Yeah, yeah. It was the McRap pulled pork. Yeah. And we had to change a lot of our procedures. And we also got a lot of, well, call it backlash, uh, mm. uh, on, on, the, on the web by, by saying, hey, yeah. This is our domain, yes. you know. Now, <laughs> if McDonald's starting to do get it, get off! <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed. And yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it was yeah. a big learning. Like no, uh, yeah. you know, if you st- you need to stick to your DNA, yes. reinvent yourself yeah. within that DNA. How did you respond when that happened? Well, actually, it was what we call a limited time offer. So um, and and so it was al- it was the, on the menu for a limited oh, yeah. time. Yeah. So f- for us, you know, it ended automatically, but you know, it didn't come back, and 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 it also said to us, okay, let's let's refocus and mm. let's understand where where can we where we have the right to play, yeah, yeah. and where we have less right yeah, to yeah, play, yeah. and try to play in that space. And there's you know, there's enough innovation possible in in the in the area where you have the right to play. Next, uh, we would like to uh, present several dilemmas. And you have to choose one out of two. Are you ready? I'm completely ready. All right. Awareness or activation? Awareness first. Crypto or metaverse? Metaverse. B Corp or top 10 best brand in the world? Top 10 best brand in the world. I know that answer. Meta or Google? Meta. The biggest or the best? Best. Big Mac or McNuggets? Big Mac. <laughs> Which dilemma would you like to explain in further detail? <laughs> well, the, the last one first. <laughs> yeah. Big Mac. I always say you always return to the Big Mac. Because it's it's the, the product is yeah. so great. It's so such a great product. And and for me it's also call it, let's say it's such an icon. McNuggets as well, but uh, you know, I think this is just uh, you know our, our signature product. Yeah. So also the highest margin, not per se, okay. not per se, okay. but it yeah. it is the the most selling product in yeah. in many markets, mm-hmm. uh, with some exemptions. Yeah. Yeah. And considering the other dilemmas, <laughs> uh, Meta, Google. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, I think what what what's really fascinating is that they renamed themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On a, what at do a, you think at a, about that? Yeah. Well, at a moment, you yeah. know, there is some some geniusness in there. Yeah, yeah. At a moment, they really make 
uh, themselves ready for the future, future-proofing yeah. their brand yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's a bold step, though. It's a very bold step, yeah. and you know, and uh, even there has been laughed at. Yeah. And, you know, it's not probably not only the metaverse, but it's also towards the news the development of the web, right? Web three. Yeah, and that's also why the other the other one, crypto or meta metaverse. Yes. You said right. For me, it's metaverse, and then probably even wider the web three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the technology uh, technology behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um. You were running out of time, Erwin. Oh. Uh, but I would like to ask you to to, to finalize the interview with uh, with some uh, personal questions, if I might. That's great. Um, when did you realize I want a job in marketing? Yes, I'm. Um, uh, I, I would say a bit of a marketer by by accident. So I was typically the student. Uh, you know, I did management and organization in Dutch bedrijfskunde yeah. in uh, in Groningen. And uh, I ended up just not not choosing a direction. Eh? So and then you end up with with the with the general uh, you know the, the general uh, classes mm-hmm. uh, of which marketing was one. Mm-hmm. And and um, I just started to look at you know big brands like Ma- Mars, where I yeah. actually which was my first employer, and actually they were so brave to to take me on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, and and I saw there actually for the first time a really branded company with mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I cannot remember anymore they had, I think they have ten or twelve uh, billion dollar brands worldwide at that time so it was all about brands and it was all about talking to ad agencies and and talking with creatives and and defining strategy and actually mm-hmm. I started to like that no. and and so I and I went to sales I went to trade marketing so. I did the whole commercial side of that uh, that organization, uh, but still, you know, uh, marketing and branding was, and and especially the you know the the philosophy behind it and trying to recruit customers in your brand, yeah. consumers in your brand, and trying to understand it. And you know, the moment that you put a campaign out there and you wake up early in yeah, the morning and think, oh, it's a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. there's magic in there. Yeah. Right? What's your advice for next generation marketers? Yeah, I would say really understand your brand well. Mm. So really understand the DNA of the brand. Understand what the brand means for consumers, what role it plays. So if you would, if the brand wouldn't be there, what would the world miss or what would your consumer miss? Try to answer that question and and. Let's say there is this, I had the same, you know, I still have it sometimes, the, 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 the urge to do something new. And yes, you need to do something new, but stick to stick to that DNA of the brand and just try to re- reinvent it, let's say, but being uh, faithful to what the brand really is. Yeah. It's just, you know, the context is changing, so you need to 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 adapt to that context yeah. and, and understand what that, how would that role how can you fulfill that role in three, four, five years from now and work towards that? I think that's you know, that's advice what I would give. And maybe that sounds simple, but I know in practice it's sometimes a bit more hard. Yeah. Um, which marketing trend keeps you awake? So I think that that sits for me in media. It's, mm. it's very much uh, about the fragmentation of the media landscape. Yeah. So I think... If, ma- if if brands do not learn how to reach the mass over the coming years, then they might sit in the camp of losers. Okay. Uh, because what we see happening is that, well, 
simple linear at TV ad space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TV we use them it all yeah. you know for to reach the mass. Yeah. We still spend many brands spend yeah. spend fifty percent or more. Yeah. Uh, you see a huge media inflation already in TV. And that's not because of, you know, there's a shortage uh, in, I don't know, the, the, the inflation that is yeah. happening now yeah. in the world, right? It's because uh, there is not enough ad space anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because linear TV is going away. Yeah. Uh, we all watch Netflix in, in yeah. the US, Disney Plus, Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, HBO. HBO in, in, in the US. Um, streaming television is already bigger than linear yeah. television. Yeah. Yeah. So and this will go on. So you cannot buy simple ad space anymore yeah. in 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 yeah. two three years from now. Yeah. So how you how are you going to reach the mass? Google and Meta. <laughs> Google and Meta. But Google and Meta. So uh, building your brand through digital is mm-hmm. quite quite hard. Yeah. I mean, I've never you know if you get a pre roll, do you like that getting a pre roll? <laughs> you wait. Five, four. <laughs> yeah. Three, so when when two. can I skip this exactly. ad? Yeah. You know, and and it's actually, intrusive. why is this brand yeah. uh, irritating me? Yeah. yeah. So finding a relevant way into the world of our consumers mm-hmm. in in the future is is going to be a completely different uh, art uh, or discipline, and I think that's what we need to prepare for. Thank you so much for your wonderful insights, Erin. I really enjoyed the show and the talk and uh, everything we mentioned. So I could on talk on for hours, but we don't have all the time, unfortunately. And thank you, listeners, for listening uh, again to a CMO Talk with Erin Dito from McDonald's about future-proofing your brand. Hope you had a lot of inspiration for yourself, for your own brands. And uh, don't you want to miss out any episode? You can easily subscribe on cmotalk.global. That's cmotalk.global. Or, of course, your favorite podcast app. Hope you'll uh, be tuning in next month for a very interesting new guest. For listening, please visit cmotalk.global for more interviews. The CMO Talk podcast is developed and directed by Energize. Audio, mixing and mastering by voice booking. CMO Talk is sponsored by our valued partner, Adobe.